so much to get to on the show today. Christian Gokel alongside Cam Urshry and PJ Zuko. I have a big college football weekend to dive into. We'll get you our picks tomorrow. Also going to be breaking down uh, the final game of this NLDS because that will determine where the Braves play game one of the NLCS. Could either be on the road at San Francisco or you could be home against uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So we'll dive into all of that. Uh, Georgia Southern has a big conference game coming up tonight. We'll dive into that. But I, I want to do an exercise here, and I was trying to do some math. Uh, Cam and I were PJ before the show, and so PJ is coming into this raw. Yep. Great. Because <laughs> I want to do kind of an experiment here because Cam brought up an interesting point. This, this might take a while, but I'm here for it. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, because the conundrum is this. If Georgia beats Kentucky on Saturday, Kentucky will obviously have one loss, but the rest of their schedule is extremely manageable for Kentucky. There's no reason why they don't go 11-1. and Right? After this, you have Mississippi State and Tennessee. Kentucky will probably be favored in both of those, even though Tennessee's putting up a million points a game right now. Kentucky will be favored in both of those. And then... You got Louisville remaining on the schedule. Mm -hmm. I think you got Cupcake on the schedule in there as well. So there's a really distinct chance, even if Kentucky loses this game, they go 11 and 1. Over in the West, I think I would probably have Ole Miss favored in the rest of their games. Maybe Texas A&M, but they get them at home. So there's a distinct chance Ole Miss can go 11 and 1. I don't like what you're doing here. Say somehow Stetson Bennett throws a few interceptions. Kentucky pulls the upset. They ain't losing two games to get Georgia back in the SEC championship. They're undefeated going into the SEC championship. They lose to a one-loss Alabama. So all of a sudden, you have 11-1 Ole Miss, 11-1 Georgia, 12-1 Alabama, and 12-1 Kentucky. All right. That's the fire, yeah. 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 It, it gets worse, though. Just wait. It gets, it gets so much worse. Potentially, Oregon can run the table – as a conference champion, they could be 12-1. and one. You could have Penn State lose to Ohio State and they're 10-2, right? But then you still have Michigan and Michigan State out there who have to play and say Penn State beats both of them, beats two undefeated teams, and those teams have to play Ohio State as well. They would all have two losses. But Penn State would have two wins over potentially top 20 teams right there. Uh, so you still have Penn State hanging out out yeah. there. It's not helping us right Ohio now. Ohio State, but, but Ohio State, if we had to guess right now, Ohio State's going to run the table and win the Big Ten. Agree, yeah. Just history tells you that kind but of. But what right, would that like, mean? You would have 12-1 and one Ohio State yeah. against potentially, and I think this is going to happen because they've already played the hard part of their schedule, 12-1 and one Iowa. Because Iowa would come into that conference championship game undefeated. Yeah. No, and if I, they I, lose I, to Ohio State, they're 12-1. and one. Yeah. I think Iowa might, honestly. I think I, I think yeah. Iowa, I, Iowa might be there undefeated because there's there's They'll not a lot of good teams team in the West. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But they need to rearrange that though. We, me and you talked about. We've that. talked about that yeah. a lot. They yeah. got to rearrange that. That's, it's it's crazy. It's unbalanced. Yeah, it's and so very much. And so. the way Cam and I were extrapolating out the ACC, I think Clemson. They only have one loss, but it was to NC State, who still – that's their only conference win. But I think the rest of their schedule is super manageable. Like, I think they'd be favored over most people they're playing the rest of the way. So, NC State could win out. Pitt has one loss right now. 
and they have a they have two big matchups coming up. You have Virginia Tech and Clemson coming up, but they could win, split one of those, and still go to the conference championship. Right. And so, is, is anybody out of the ACC have a chance? Or say Wake Forest loses their matchup coming up against NC State, and Wake Forest is sitting there at eleven and one at the end of the year. I would, I would not to not to ruin what you're doing here because it's it's crazy, and I'm all for crazy, um, and, and I'm all for madness. Uh, I, I, if I would guess, ruin I would, it I, for me, I, PJ. I, I would say anyone. It's not, I'm not ruining all of it. I, I would say anyone from the ACC is even one loss is not going to make it, especially in this scenario. Because no matter what, what if it's, what no if matter it what one loss, loss, one loss Wake Forest, but they lost to NC State, but beat Clemson the next week and then beat Boston College. Well, it's fine. You're, I, I don't think your wins are better than anyone else's wins, and I think your losses are worse than everyone else's losses. I mean, e- even if you lose to, to NC State, I think that's a worse loss than Texas A&M, the Alabama losing to Texas A&M. It's obviously a worse loss than Kentucky losing to Georgia or Georgia losing to Kentucky. Um, obviously a worse loss than Penn State losing to Iowa or Ohio State losing to Michigan. You know what I mean? So see, this I, is what makes it that, interesting. That's kind of where I'm at with that. 12-team format. So that's, that's, no, that's, that's, where, that's where I wanted to get to. 12-team yeah. format I love. Like, this is, this yeah, is great. This would be I've had four teams in my mind the whole time you, you going through this, and I'm just like, this is – yeah, a I mean, cluster. Put it like we How talked you about it. Four out of that's insane. We talked about it earlier. Like this would be literally the perfect college football season for a twelve. Every season is the perfect college football season. Yeah, but I think this. I mean, it's so many teams that can go with like one or two losses and be viable for a college football, you know, spot. Um, I mean, we, we, you know who we're forgetting about is one loss Arizona State. So like yeah. right now, tell me yeah. right now, tell me who wins a game between Oregon and Arizona State. Right now, I mean, Arizona State's not a bad football team. Because they don't opinion. they don't play each other in the regular season. Yeah, they're not a bad, on neutral site. I who mean, no, just tell me who wins game. that game. Right now, with their injuries and with how they're playing, Arizona State would win that so game. So Arizona State would potentially Oregon's would, not who they were. Would a month, be our a month would be ago. our twelve and one rep from. Loss. You gotta like well, one of Oregon's a couple of Oregon's best players have been lost for the season. Defensively, they lost. Um, uh, what's his name in the secondary for the yeah. season, and then they just lost their starting running back for the seat. Like, Oregon's not the same team they were when they beat Ohio State, sadly. All right, so, and then Coastal Carolina, nobody's going to beat them this year. They have the worst, or like one of the worst. I think it's like either, depending on who you follow, it's like 125 to 130th in the strength of schedule. Yeah. And hasn't got they haven't got a lot of help because like Louisiana dropping that one to Texas, even though Louisiana since then has won five in a row. But they haven't really gotten any help from anyone else. And then Louisiana just absolutely demolished App State on was that Wednesday? No, it's Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah. So Coastal's gonna go undefeated. And so you'd have a thirteen and zero Coastal Carolina. So if we're extrapolating out a twelve team college football playoff, and you're going through and you're looking at the different conferences you have the way that we've heard it is the six highest ranked conference champions get in. So I think you can put two G5 teams in there right now and say it would be Coastal Carolina and it would be Cincinnati would make the playoffs as two of the G5 conference champions, right? But moving through that, you'd have Alabama as the SEC champion. I'm just going to say, I'm going to say Georgia wins out. Georgia 
Georgia beats Kentucky, gets the SEC championship, and then loses to Alabama. Mm -hmm. So you have that situation I was talking about where you have one loss conference champion Alabama, one loss SEC East division champion Georgia, one loss Kentucky, whose only loss was to the SEC East champ, and one loss Ole Miss, whose only loss was to the SEC West, SEC conference champion Alabama. Right. So I think those four teams make the playoff. Agreed. Right? Yeah. But what conference champion doesn't get an auto bid? Would it be twelve and one Arizona State? I wouldn't say I, I give Arizona State. What if what if it's eleven and two Clemson? Bid. Nah, I pick Arizona State over Clemson because you still either of you, who Do either Ohio of you State. know who Arizona State lost to? Yes, BYU. BYU, who was a top ten, team pretty high ranked bit. team, yeah. yeah. But then they just they got beat by two and three Boise State last week. Since yeah. then they've handled business though. Boise State just does Firmly. that to people though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean they. they but just I just think it gives you. I just think like this season shows, and uh, Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports is reporting that it's expected to get pushed through the twelve team format. Yeah. But I just I don't understand the counter arguments. So it's like you're I gonna tell have, no, yeah. but you're gonna tell me like say Georgia wins this game, twenty four to thirteen, which just seems like a score. Yeah. Right. Uh. You have Chris Rodriguez break a touchdown, but beyond that, Georgia's defense is stout, and then Stetson Bennett scores enough points, Georgia gets the win, and then they win out and lose to Alabama. Like, tell me that couldn't happen, right? You're going to look at me and say Kentucky doesn't deserve to be a playoff team because they lost by 11 to the then number one team in the country? Under the – right. Under the 12-team playoff. But, like, like, think about the three-game stretch they have. Florida, LSU, Georgia. How many teams in the country would go undefeated in that? Yeah, not, not a lot. lot. Yeah, nah. maybe two. Right, especially this season when everyone's. I know LSU is not great. I know LSU is not great. But yeah, you still have to. It's still LSU. But Florida, LSU at Georgia. Yeah. And you're gonna hold Kentucky out and say, "Yo, y'all don't deserve to make it. You didn't play in the conference championship game." <laughs> kind of like they did A and M last year. I didn't like that at all. Putting in Notre. But Dallas like, what's the counter argument? What's the counter argument to, to a, a twelve team. team playoff? I don't know, and I don't, I don't like any of the counter arguments. So like, you're, you you're not going to find can, me but arguing can you, against because it. you don't really have the overlap. Can you really like look at me and say Cincinnati's better than Kentucky? Yeah, the the only counter argument I've heard that again I don't like because they're settling it on the field is the 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 blowouts quote unquote that we've seen in some of the semifinal games already, and people saying, "Oh, you really want to see more of that?" I don't care if they're blowouts or not he gave the other team a chance and they didn't win the game they didn't show up they weren't they weren't they weren't good that but day. No, say somehow I don't care. say somehow penn state wins out except for that ohio state game they lose to ohio state and right. so you're sitting there can't go to the conference championship 10 and 2 yeah 10 and 2 and one of the losses that kept you out is because you lost your quarterback when you were up 17 to 13 at iowa yeah and lost, actually, I'd, I'd say two defensive stars. One's now out for the season as well, yeah. all in the first quarter. Yep. So that's that's worth note as well, for sure. And, like, came in with three interceptions as a team and left with seven. Yeah. Or Yeah, so it's just. There's no way a two-loss Penn State wouldn't make it. I mean, they would have to be Michigan, top ten, Michigan State, top ten. You beat Auburn. Uh, but there's no way they make it right now. No. Yeah, right now, no. Right. Yeah. And so that's, 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 that's my point thing. is, yeah. what's the counter argument? Because you can't tell me – that you know for a fact, say Ole Miss is better than Penn State. Yeah. Right. 
Like you can't tell me that you know for a fact that Cincinnati's better than Penn State. True. Yeah. Like, what it comes and down same, to is same way the other way around, right? It I mean, comes yeah. down to the preconceived biases, and it comes down to oh well, I look at the record, and their record's cleaner than your record. Right. <laughs> I just I hate that. I hate that it's like that. Um, they're looking at records now instead of like well, that's I how it's always been in college. But that's I how it's always that. been in college football. Is it, it's yep. you you determine it based off the record. Because the last good national championship we had was what. Like eighteen Georgia and Alabama. That was the last close game they had. In that yeah, the rest of it blowouts. A majority, blowouts, a majority yeah. of the college football playoff games are blowouts. blowouts. And I think that's typically because you either have one or two really dominant teams, mm-hmm. and then everyone else like just made it, like you said, based off of oh well, they're the conference champion and they only had one loss. Yep. Right. But how many one loss conference champions have been left out? Yeah. Ooh. Well, um, I, I think you can like. You can look at those years, though. I, I don't know. It's it's not like every game in the BCS era was competitive. I I think that's the that's the problem. Is like I think people start coming at the college football playoff and things like that because of those blowouts. But yeah. maybe the years were just like that. Like no one was beating LSU the the year they won the national championship. No. no one was. And I think and I think in 2018 when Alabama won and beat Georgia on the walk off. I think you had three really good teams that could have beat exactly. anyone on any given. Like Clemson wasn't great because it was they they were a year they were a year ahead, right? Because you had Kelly Bryant as a starting quarterback, you had that defensive line, but it wasn't what we saw the year before, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't that twenty what sixteen. Yeah, it wasn't that defense. Yeah, it wasn't that defense, right? And it, you didn't have Deshaun Watson. Right, 2017, you have Alabama, who is amazing. You have Georgia, who is unbelievable. And then you have uh, Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, those three teams could have beaten the other three if you just if you kept playing it over and over and over again, it probably would have come out pretty even. Right? And, sometimes you yeah. have that, and then sometimes you have last year. Right. Where right, it's just exactly. Alabama and everybody else. Yeah. And, and you take your pick over the last nine or ten years, basically you can put it in a hat, right? It's you're either going to pick out Alabama or you're going to pick out Clemson, and, and there's there's other, you know, caveats to that. You have 2019 LSU, you have Georgia, the year they they went into overtime with with Alabama and and having three good teams there. But this is let's be honest, this has been a dominant run by Clemson and Alabama, and I don't think that's solely because of the college football playoff. I think that's because two programs. Have just been incredible, I and, 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 had, and I, I don't want to take away from what Clemson did because Clemson won two national championships two nation, yeah. in there. But I think Clemson also took advantage, and I think this way you can argue with like some Big Ten teams is the opposite of this: is Clemson took advantage of the ACC being really down, yeah, right. during that run. And so, like, but we talk about this is the windows, right? ACC's down. I exactly. have Trevor Lawrence. Just get me there, and then it's a two-game scenario, right? Whereas you have Big Ten teams. Like we're seeing this year, where you literally have four of the top ten are in one division right now. Yeah, one division. <laughs> yeah, four of the top ten teams right. in the country reside in the Big Ten. What kind of the East? Or is it like Freedom? Yeah. Is it like the Liberty Division? No, it's not it, any of that. It's anymore. the East. It's like the SEC West from what yeah. six years ago or yeah. so. And yeah. so it's like you it's have wild. four of the top ten teams in one division. They're having to go through a bloodbath to yeah. get there, and it's because of one Saturday you won't make it. Mm-hmm. And so Clemson, more so than Alabama, I think, took advantage of a weak conference. To get back there, and that's why everyone's saying now they don't stand a chance of getting back. Yeah, well, that's what like th- that's my argument though. To like, I-, I completely agree with you, but I think a lot of, like my argument would be in the BCS they still make it in the national like they still make it in the national championship game. They probably be number two each one of those years. 
Yeah, so, I mean, and BCS is even more subjective because you have an yeah. undefeated Auburn team not getting a chance to go. Right. And meanwhile, USC is just, I think, th- like 55-12 to 12 or something like that was the final score of that against Oklahoma. Yeah. And you have an undefeated Auburn team sitting there with Jason Campbell and Cadillac and Ronnie Brown. Just wanting their chance. Yeah, on that team. So it's just, it's... We've moved forward with the fourteen, but I don't understand the argument against because the argument I think a lot of people have is it takes away the value of the regular season. Does it? Mm, yeah. Does Cam? Does it? No, no, no. Because we're sitting here right now, and we can make a legitimate argument for probably twenty or so teams. Yeah. No, the, I mean the regular season is pretty valuable. I'm not. Gonna I, but I don't think the value yeah. gets gets cut down because you expand it to eight or twelve. No, it makes it even more valuable. It just it keeps you more engaged. Yeah, I, I would mean, say because if it's a yeah. two team, if it's a two team national championship, then you have maybe twelve fan bases that are still interested right now. I give right. you, I give you a prime example. It was a couple of years ago. Georgia maybe had twelve two yeah. losses. Lost the LSU on the road and then lost the Bama in that close SEC championship yeah. game. Georgia was better Hurst. than that. What what was it? Number four Notre Dame team, way better. Yeah, way better. So imagine the two lost Georgia. They they should be in that scenario. So. It would be a lot better. Teams would take, I think, the regular season a lot more serious, knowing like you could still lose two. But games, I also think it takes away the bias because it's like mm-hmm. the Big Ten outside of Ohio State has a tough time because it's like, well, Michigan State got in there and they just got absolutely housed, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, yeah, by Derrick Henry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at who yeah. who they went up look against. Yeah. Sean Robinson and Jaron Reed, yeah, right. And it's like, I, like Connor Shaw, my guy, but yeah, you weren't doing anything against that team, no. so it's just. That happened to a lot of people that year. If yeah. you have, say, you have a twelve-team playoff at the end of the season, mm-hmm. I don't think any of the fascination is gone from what's coming. Absolutely. If anything, you're like, man, this is wild. Yeah. That would be lit. Yeah, I mean, people like it. They, they just jump to a a exaggeration. It, it's not like we're letting six and six teams in there. You know what I mean? Or, or eight and four or whatever. I mean, these are still again, the, incredible. I think the perfect argument. I hate to teams. do this to you. I think the perfect argument for it is Penn State. Is yeah. well, understand. You lose a close game to Ohio State, and you lose at Iowa at Kinnick, who I think a lot of people would say might be a tougher place to play than Ohio State. Yeah, just based on the atmosphere there, you lose those games, and one of those games you lost because your quarterback got hurt, mm-hmm. and you were up big when you had your quarterback. Yeah, and so it's like I think Penn State's the perfect example of okay, you slide Penn State in as the 11 seed if they went out. Yeah. You slide them as the 11 seed, but they stand literally zero chance right now of getting in. And for the people out there awesome, saying yeah. protect the bowls, ask anyone. I am the biggest fan of bowl games there is because I think as any time that you can give players a free experience, which is like if you get to go to the Bahamas Bowl, if you get to go to the Boca Raton Bowl, or you get to go to the damn Sun Bowl. You get to go stay in a hotel, get everything paid for. You get kind of a vacation. You get to be on TV again, and you get like swag bags and gifts and stuff like that. Like I am a big fan of bowl games, but if you're like talking about protecting the importance of bowl games that's gone yeah it already is yeah it's been for a while like think, no, think about it <laughs> yeah. paul feinbaum brought up a really good point he said the first bowl game he ever covered was alabama playing in the cotton bowl and he oh, said it was just like you felt like an energy like it's like a ma- even though it wasn't for a national championship still massive because it's the cotton bowl yeah last year the gators went to the cotton bowl and Dan Mullen said, like, got his butt kicked by Oklahoma and was like, well, you know, I was, I was playing, like, my JV team because all my starters were gone. Like, it's already lost that luster. Yeah. I think the only thing you can re- use it for now is you can say, oh, we've made four consecutive New, New Year's Six Bowls. Yeah. You think Georgia fans give a rip about that? Right. 
as many great things as you can say about like I'm not I'm not trying to rip it or whatever, but you say that about the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of luster or anything like that coming from the Bahamas Bowl either. So like, yeah. us changing it or changing it to 12 teams isn't going to take anything away from the and Bahamas the story, Bowl. It's just more football, and if you think that's a bad thing, you get the hell out of here. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We're way over. We'll come back after this. Away today? Nah. Playing a little John Lennon? Nah, man. Nah. I just like the beat. Let's put it like that. It is. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole vibe. Uh, we got the Sean Quinn show coming up here uh, at the top of, or I shouldn't say the top, at the middle of the hour. Uh, coming up at 2.30, we will have the Sean Quinn show uh, breaking down their big win. And we got Homecoming coming up this Ooh. weekend. I know you'll be up at Savannah State to cover yeah. that one. Any any fond memories of Homecoming? Um, Nothing I can say on the air. Cam. Nothing I can say on the air. But no, I mean, like, I don't, let's fun. talk just to talk about the experience, the no, pageantry. It's, no, it's fun. Um, they have. We good, don't have to talk about your shenanigans at the tailgate. <laughs> no, nah, behind um, behind the stadium, they have like good tent setups, food. You see some of the fraternities, sororities out there. I was there. gonna it's say because I've always heard, and I, I've been to some Savannah State homecoming games before. Just the difference between like a homecoming at uh, a Georgia or Georgia Southern is. Mm-hmm. You just everybody, all the alumni come back into town, and you honor like a former team. Homecoming at HBCU it's a is a whole other story. Yeah, it's different. It, uh, they know how to get down and party, and it's, it's yeah, it's a little different. Um, it's fun. It, it, it's very lively. It's like a big family. So I'm, re- I'm ready. And what's to funny see some is friends. it's an orange out. So when everybody wearing orange, the team will be in all blue. <laughs> oh lord, I, I'm not wearing no orange. You're not. Like you're not that. an orange fan. No. I mean, I got orange stuff, but I'm not wearing any orange. Wait, what? I mean, I have my ESPN. What color will your shoes be? Uh, neon. Neon green. Kobe Grinch sixes. I respect that. He's already got a plan out for Saturday. I can tell you what shoes I'm going to be wearing on Saturday. <laughs> but again, Sean Quinn show coming up next. I'm uh, going to break down the homecoming game coming up this Saturday. That's up next right here on ESPN Radio.